Hello, and welcome back to the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast. Hey, hey. This is your host, Michaela and Kate. Yes, we are back. And it has been a few weeks since we've done a episode of the Pacific Northwest Showdown, and we have missed you all so much. It's true. It was kind of weird. It was really weird not recording for a few weeks, but yeah. it was a really good time off for us. We true. Spent a lot of time with family, celebrated birthdays, Yeah, went to Disneyland, which we'll talk about later, those yes. adventures, and mm -hmm. a lot has happened in the world of sports in that time. Yeah. So let's dive right into the showdown lowdown where we can update you on yeah. all of the Pacific Northwest sports news and updates. For sure. And welcome to episode 22. Oh, yes. Of the Pacific episode Northwest 22. showdown. It is time for the Showdown Lowdown segment. Showdown Lowdown. I love the just the music that Kate brings to this podcast with her voice. I try. It is music to my ears. Well, that's very kind of you to say. It is. And music to my ears. I love being back so we can dive into all of these yep. Pacific Northwest sports news and updates for you this week. Mm -hmm. We're going to kick it off with the Seattle Seawolves. Kate, take it away. Yeah, so uh, about those Seawolves. So uh, starting out the 2022 MLR season, the Seawolves had three wins, mm -hmm. but these last two matches just haven't quite worked out for them. They had a match um, with the Austin Gilronis on February 27th, and they were also undefeated at the time of that match. And so though they didn't really pull out with a win, uh, Rhino Erbs scored a try at like that 80-minute mark to narrow the point differential to um, less than seven. And so or, you know, to seven or less. And so it earned the team a bonus point for the standings, mm -hmm. which was really helpful. Um, last night, March 4th, we were at this match. Yes. Which is why my voice feels a little more tired than usual. I apparently am very into cheering in person for Kate rugby, as it turns out. super into it, and I love it. It's like <laughs> a really sexy quality of my wife. She's oh, sitting well, there, like, you. getting really into this I was into rugby it. match. It was exciting. Especially the second half. The second half was... It really, like, amped up. It was the like, tries started happening. The first... It was all about the it. The first half, it was all penalty kicks. It was... A, it was a, There were a lot of penalty kicks. So so the Seawolves went up against uh, Nola Gold uh, last night. And so Nola came in, I think, with not... They hadn't really won, I don't they were, think, yeah, yet. They were three. zero and three, zero and four, mm -hmm. something like that. And um, so it was it was really frustrating at times because there were so many penalties being called. The Seawolves struggled with lineouts, had a lot of penalties called during scrums. And so during that first half of the match, the gold could just they just put up a bunch it was of like points, 15 points um, that and it was all just penalty kicks. Yep. So that made it that made it really hard. But, yeah, the second half um, we had tries by uh, record heading and also by um uh, Ross Neal. Mm -hmm. And so that was awesome. And then at the end, it was like right as the clock was approaching that last, you know, 80 minutes, the Seawolves were making amazing progress towards getting another try. And then it was just the ref stopped it. And so it didn't get to happen. So it was a disappointing kind of heartbreaking loss of 25 to 24. It was so close, was but so close. we got another bonus point for the standings, which was great. So um, our record right now is three and two, and we have a total of 15 points for the Western Conference. So that's that's helpful when that when that point score is a little uh, closer at the end. But the Seawolves' next match is on the 13th against the Cuban, 
the Houston Sabercats, and they'll be in Houston for that match. We did get to see our BFF, Rucky the Seawolf. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We just love Rucky so much. And fantastic. the Pacific Northwest Broccoli guy, oh, yeah. who we've seen oh, at yeah. multiple sporting events at this point. So nice. It's really nice. Great moves and great personality. If you, you know? ever see the Broccoli guy at a sporting event, like please go up and like just introduce yourself to him. He's very, very He's so nice. So kind. Yeah. And Rucky too. Rucky will take pictures. Oh my gosh. Okay. Before I'm sorry, I'm I'm kind of like rambling for a second, but while we were in the stands watching the match. Um, there were these like three little girls who looked like they were probably like, I don't know, seven or yeah. eight or something. They were pretty young and they had found Rucky kind of on the sidelines and, um, and they were like, one of them had like a, the cell phone and they were doing like videos and like selfies and whatever with him. And it was, it was, it adorable. was adorable. It was kind of distracting as well, but it was so cute. So, um, I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's a mascot out there that's like more interactive with the fans than Rucky, but um, Rucky is just a great mascot. Rucky's a great, a great orca for sure. So anyway, let's, let's move on from the sea wolves, even though they're amazing. And let's head over to the, the rain. OL rain. Yeah. So the OL rain kick off 10 years at their home opener at Lumen field against the Portland thorns FC on Friday, March 18th at 7 PM. We will be there at that match and are excited to support our NWSL soccer team here in Seattle. Yeah. So some interesting information that was shared with us this weekend is that for the OL rain to break even on playing at Lumen Field, they would have to sell 10,000 tickets per home match. Yeah, yeah. So this is just us wanting to really highlight women's sports and yes. saying, like, let's go out and support. Yeah. Please, please. Purchase some tickets to go watch the OL Rain and mm-hmm. at Lumen Field this season. Yeah, and uh, if you're there, let us know so we can interact and meet all and of you hi. who yeah, totally. we've met through you know social media and your support of the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. Showdown podcast. But yeah, let's go out and support the Rain. Yeah, and it was you surprising, know, like kind of like it, it was weird to hear that. And those aren't the kinds of details that we really think about when we're supporting our sports teams and yeah. how much they get paid and. Yeah. Like how much does it cost for them to break even just to play at this, yeah. you know, and location? I, I could be wrong, but when I was looking up stuff about the Sounders, um, I think the Sounders had like 30,000 people in attendance for their first home match. So it's not impossible. There's obviously like a love and support of soccer for at least the men's team. So we just need to get that over to the women's team as well. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Come out for the rain. And who else you should come out for is the Kraken, you know? It's been a tough season. It's been a little tricky for them, but you know, we got to support, we got to support the Kraken as well. So um, the Kraken did break their seven game losing streak on March 2nd. What a day to do that on. Great, right? Because it's Kraken day. So um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, did release the show come up with it? Did the Kraken come up with it? Who knows who came up with it, but yeah. whoever it was, it was a great idea. So March 2nd, 3-2, 32-day Kraken day. That's the day that they broke their losing streak against the Nashville Predators. And so the seven games that they lost were all played during the break we took from recording. So, I mean, obviously that was a really bad idea on our part. So we're going to try to keep up with that consistent podcast recording during the NHL season, so that doesn't happen again. So we're sorry, everybody, that it must have been our fault. And um, <laughs> either that, or at least we but didn't have to report all of those losses. Seven losses. That's yeah. true too. So, but I mean, but seriously, the Kraken came out with a four to three win over the Predators, which was pretty impressive. And they um, scored three of those goals within a two minute and thirty nine second 
period of time, which really just changed the trajectory it really did. of the rest of the match to come out on top. So that was pretty Never cool. think that you're out of a game. Like I mean, anything can go happen. To the end. You know, you yes. got to push it all the way to the end. Um, the Kraken are currently 17, 34, and 5. And with that record, most likely won't be making the playoffs in their inaugural season. Um, GM Ron Francis seems pretty confident that the team will continue to grow in talent and wins next season. Uh, the NHL trade deadline for this season is on March 21st. And Francis has said that basically you have to be open for anybody to be traded with the right offer. So there's a few names being floated around as possibilities, but based on his comment, it sounds like pretty much all options are on the table. Um, it's also been reported that Maddie Beaners will be looking to start with the Kraken this season to possibly play in the remaining 10 to 15 games of the year. So as you may recall, he was drafted by the Kraken, but has been finishing out his senior year at Michigan, as well as just having completed competed in the Winter Olympics on the men's U.S. hockey team. So um, the Kraken are going to play the Washington Capitals today on March 5th. They'll play the Carolina Hurricanes on March 6th the Toronto Maple Leafs on March 8th and the Ottawa Senators on March 10th. So after they get all those done, there's still 22 more games to be played in the regular season. Hockey has so many games. It's fun because I like yeah. having so many sporting games to watch. It's yeah. like, the you know, I'm going to go off and into the Mariners realm here. The Mariners have a lot of games that they play. However, yeah. as the MLB lockout continues, yeah. The first week of the season has officially been canceled by MLB commissioner Rob Manfred. Ugh. And this is a huge disappointment. I know for everyone, for fans, yeah. for the MLB, for MLBPA. However, I do personally feel like, you know, I'm on the side of the MLBPA here. Mm -hmm. And as they continue to stand strong to get a fair agreement for their players. Yeah. So as of this morning, reports have said that players are willing to discuss a 14-team playoff. Okay. Which the owners have been pushing in exchange for more flexibility on the CBT numbers mm. and other issues that they will need to agree upon. Um, they've already agreed to expanding to a 12-team playoff. Okay. So... It does seem like this is potentially going to jumpstart some talks, negotiations again between yeah, the MLB hopefully. and the MLBPA. Mm -hmm. It sounds like they're going to come together tomorrow, and this is going to be the MLB and then um, the human union representatives, but not the players, that are going to have discussions tomorrow. We'll keep you okay. up to date on that this upcoming week, but I am hopeful. Fingers crossed. I, I guess, yeah. I guess I'm hopeful. Yeah, um, all right, so let's move on to the Seattle Sounders. Yeah, so the Sounders regular season opened up at Lumen Field on February 27th against Nashville FC, with Nashville coming out on top 1-0. to zero. Uh, While the Sounders led in possession, passes, and corners, Na Nashville's defense just held up mm -hmm. really well. The only score of the game was made in like the 80th minute. So Nashville was actually moved to the Western Conference this season, so it was the first time the two teams have even gone up against each other so and nashville had a pretty good season last year so it makes yes they did make sense mm -hmm. um the sounders also played two matches with fc motagua of honduras P apologies if i'm not saying that correctly as part of the initial two legs of the Concacaf champions league on february 18th with a scoreless draw and the 24th with a win of five to zero then their next legs for the quarterfinals will be on march 8th against club leon here in Seattle, and then facing them again on the 17th in Leon, Guanajuato. I'm so sorry, Guanajuato, 
in Mexico. Um, the Sounders actually play today, March 5th, in at Real Salt Lake, and again on March 12th against the LA Galaxy, and that's at Lumen Field. You know, I, I always think about how hard it is to say some of the like cities and names here in Washington yeah. and hearing people say them. And so then I'm like, I can't make fun of anybody if I know how to say them because I've lived here my whole life. But trying to say the it's names true. of other places, it's just like, hopefully I'm saying this right. But we, we care a lot. Close. Yeah, yeah. So. so thank you so for yeah. giving us our Sounders update. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the Seattle Seahawks. The NFL Combine is underway, taking place from March 1st through March 7th. Mm -hmm. And the media spoke with head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks GM John Schneider earlier this week. Nice. They did put the Russell Wilson rumors to rest, saying they have no intention of trading Wilson, which I think lots of us already we felt already knew. Yeah. Despite re uh, reported strong trade offer with multiple first round picks from the Washington Commanders, which mm -hmm. is formerly the Washington football team. And um, so I like that they put that to rest, not to say that people won't still make phone calls they and still sure see, will. but they don't have the intentions of moving him. So mm -hmm. hopefully the rumors as free agency really ramps up and opens up on March 16th that we can focus as fans yeah. on who we acquire, who we extend, who we resign, yep. and that we don't have to worry as 12s, as Seahawks fans, of the, immer the emotional turmoil that we all went through last season when oh, nobody was putting anything to rest. Yes. So... Um, the Seahawks have met and talked with from the combine uh, the following players that it's been reported. And these are going to be offensive players that okay. I'm listing here because the defend the defend um, <laughs> the defenders are going to be doing the combine this weekend. Gotcha. So the players that they have talked to include Washington State University running back Max Borgie, Borgie who I'm Borgie, a huge Borgie. fan of. Oi, oi, oi. Exactly. <laughs> And Max Borgie, they're saying, could potentially be a late uh, round draft pick or undrafted free agent. And mm. I'm kind of like, mm, that's a diamond in the rough, in my opinion. I think so. If he fall, like, I don't know. I really hope that he gets picked up. Um, another Washington State University player that the Seahawks have talked with is offensive lineman, lineman Abraham Lucas, mm -hmm. who would be an excellent pick for the offensive line. Arkansas wide receiver Traylon Burks, UW tight end Cade Cotton, Penn State offensive lineman Rashid Walker, Baylor running back Abram Smith, and Texas A&M run uh, running back Isaiah Spiller. Mm. So again, free agency starts on March 16th, and there's a couple people we need to lock in. I yeah. think Quandre Diggs. Yeah. Um, we'll see if they want to re-sign Rashad Penny, what they do with Chris Carson moving mm -hmm. forward who um, cap casualties end up being. Yeah. But there is a lot of great free agents out there this, this off season. Are, yeah. And I hope that they add to the offensive line with Ryan Jensen. Mm -hmm. If they can get him at center would be an incredible acquisition. Yeah. And um, on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. So we, we will see how that goes, All but right. this wraps up the showdown lowdown this week. Yeah. And we are in full swing of quite a few uh, sports teams that are actively playing right now. Yeah, so we will have a lot in this yes. segment each week from here on out. Yep. We had that kind of lull period um, for January and the beginning of February, but we're in 
full force here. It's getting in there. Yep. So thank you for listening to the Showdown Lowdown. It's time for Kate's Corner. There we go. We got it. We did it. We got it. So um, so for Kate's Corner, coming back off of this break, it's kind of like, what should we talk about? And you know what? I thought we should talk about something that a lot of folks from the Pacific Northwest could relate to, and that is um, Disneyland. And why do I say that? Because we recently went to Disneyland, and so did, I think, half of Seattle. Yes. Because everywhere we went, it was everyone was from Seattle. Like, you just knew because people were, like, wrapping their Seattle sports gear, and we're like, that's awesome. Yes, and anytime we went to, like, you know, if we did, like, the ride in the lift or check into the hotel or talk to people in the park, cast members or whatever, it's always like, where are you from? It's like, oh, Seattle. Is everyone from Seattle Seattle here? Like. Yes, we have a thing called midwinter break. A lot of other places don't have it. Like, of course, we all have to like escape. So, um, so we did go to Disneyland for a few days. Um, we were celebrating some birthdays. Mm-hmm. Michaela had turned thirty, and I had turned forty, and so we just thought, you know, let's just do something big and fun. Yep. So we went to do that, and um, and it was awesome. It was so much fun. Such a good time. It was a little bit busy, but not like Christmas level busy if you've been there at like Christmas or like the holidays. So but busier than the first time that we that you and I had gone together. Yeah. Um so well in the first time we had gone together, it was right before Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars land opened. And yeah. so we think people were like they were waiting to go. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. I if you guys don't know this about me. I can be somewhat of an anxious person when it comes to like adrenaline, like adrenaline induced experiences. I'm not an adrenaline mm-hmm. junkie. No, I am a homebody that likes slow, nothing overly exciting, except for watching the Seahawks play, and then yes. that's a whole nother uh, adrenaline. That is situation. exactly that's, that's part, true. Yeah, sports are the thing that can get my adrenaline going. I just don't get anxious for it. Yeah, so. <laughs> Um, but I tried a lot of new rides this time, yes. rides that I'm so proud of myself for being courageous and bold to go on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we went to Galaxy's Edge for the first time. We so did. That was amazing. You feel like you're in a whole different world. It was like, honestly, I mean, and there are people are like, you feel like you're on a different planet. And you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. It's just a part of design. But then really you're like, this kind of does. They themed it out so well. Even just down to like the vegetation and like which plants they had around and stuff like that. And you're like, this is the weirdest looking thing that is real. It's not a fake plant. Just like these weird things. You're like, what even is this? Like they, as usual, nailed it with, with all of that. And so we were super excited about that. We both like Star Wars and things like that a lot too. And so, you know, we had to try the blue milk and the green milk and we were able to go to Oga's Cantina which is like the only actual bar in Disneyland mm-hmm. that you know that n- that normal people can get outside, into, of, outside California, of California adventure of, which lots of people yeah. kind of just like think Disneyland and California adventure even though they're two separate the parks two separate parks yeah kind of it's yeah. easy for me to group them together because we always do the park hoppers so I'm like oh it's just one big mm-hmm. Disneyland experience but yeah technically it's two true. parks Ooh, look at you and you're technically that's pretty exciting right there. I do like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so we, we loved that. I'm, I like the rides and stuff, but there's some rides that I can't do due to the fact that my body doesn't appreciate them. Um, <laughs> but like my, I have some back and neck things from years of teaching special education, but anyway, um, but I love snacks. 
Snacks are like one of my favorite parts. Here of for the snacks. Food yep. is all like part of why I go to Disney is to just give them the money for the food because yep. I love it. And so we got to eat a lot of great things that I love. We got the Monte Cristo. We got the beignets. We got the corn dog. The corn dogs. Mm. Why, why are those corn dogs so good? The batter that they use. Like, and how, I don't understand how they're just so like, good. It's perfect. They're so it's good. It's the best corn dog I've ever had in my it's life. It's amazing. It really is so good. And we then, have the Mickey waffles. The Mickey waffles. We got the Mickey pretzel. Mickey pretzel. We got, we got the churros. The strawberry. They had a special. Rolled, s- like sugar rolled churro. Yeah. Tastes like Captain Crunch. It was pretty good. It was really good. Not going to lie. Pretty good. We tried so, the blue milk. Yeah, the blue milk and, and the, the galaxy milk. Yeah. Yeah. And Galaxy's Edge. I think you... You liked the, I felt like the blue milk tasted kind of like sweet tarts and that the green milk sort of tasted like a banana popsicle, but not so banana-y. I think I preferred the blue milk over the green milk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard to remember, to be honest, because we just like consumed so much. I'm like, now I'll have to try it again. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. So, so if you go to Disney, I mean, there's different ways people do Disney and everybody, it's cool for everybody, however they want to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I... I'm just like, I'm going to save up so that I can buy the snacks, buy the food, do the things because, you know, that's just kind of like, that's where I put the emphasis for that trip. So, um, so the people who I get, I get budgeting and taking all the little kids and you don't want to spend all the money and all the things and having the snacks and all that stuff is great. We did not bring any snacks with us because <laughs> I was like, I'm going to eat all the snacks. So we did and it was great. We, and then at California Adventure, we had the Jack Jack cookie. We got the lobster nachos from Lamplight oh Lounge. Oh my gosh. If you go to Light, Lamplight Lounge, yeah, the lobster nachos. Like I, so I got my good. own hamburger and fries and Kate gets the lobster nachos. And I'm like looking at them and like I, I'm like, I'm just going to try one. And all of a sudden I'm like basically sharing that plate with her. <laughs> she like cut her hamburger and ha- her burger in half and was like, here, you can have part of this since I'm eating your food. And I was like, all right, fine with me. So so that was really good. That was pretty good. So we we had a really good time. And um, Avengers Campus is super cool. If you're into like Marvel, um, that was pretty awesome. They've got some kind of live performance things happening over there with like Black so Panther cool. and Black Widow. Yeah. And there was something with Doctor Strange, but we didn't catch it. But we saw him walking past us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of a neat a neat thing. So, um, but yeah, overall, it was it was so fun. It was such a great way to spend the birthdays and the celebrating and all of that. And so it's kind of fun because we have our decades together mm-hmm. um, just a few days apart. So it's kind of, it's kind of nice each every decade, 10 years. We're we'll going to be going all sort out. of big thing for, for our birthdays. So that'll be, that'll be pretty nice. But Michaela, do you have anything? I know this is Kate's corner, but I can give you a little bit of, I can, I can move over. Share your I can corner? move over a little bit <laughs> in my corner. Um, what? Is there anything that you want to talk about with Disney? So Kate keeps like a bullet journal and she has taken the maps from both Disneyland and California Adventure. She's listed out all of the rides in each of those theme parks and then all of the food locations and all the things of where we've been. Yeah. And so for each trip, this is the second time we've gone together in the last three and a half, four years. Yeah. And so we mark off the places that we've been or the rides that we've gone on or what we've eaten. And the funny thing is, so I'm competitive if none of you. If you haven't figured that out. out. So in terms of me not being an adrenaline junkie, 
I also am very competitive. So here I am seeing this list of all these rides I haven't done. And I'm like, but I need to like mark everything off. Mm -hmm. Like I want to say I've experienced everything. Exactly. So that's where I kind of got bold and and courageous trying things that I was nervous for. Mm -hmm. Some of those included cars, you know, it's a little fast. You get a little roller coaster vibes going on there. The Radiator Springs Racers. It's so fun. Yeah. And so, and then Star Tours, just because of the back and the forth, like worrying about like, just like. The motion. The motion. The motion. Yeah. Smuggler's Run was the same thing. Smuggler's Smuggler's Run was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. It was actually less jarring than Star Tours, if people haven't done it and are wondering. Star Tours is a little more jerky, I think. But maybe it depends on who your pilots are on Smuggler's Run. Yeah. I'm glad we were not pilots. We were supposed to be pilots, and we traded with other people. I was like, I'm, <laughs> we we're were not like, bold uh, enough for that. No thanks. Like, but what what I what we realized, marking the things off, is that we, like, tried one new food. Because we, food, like, know our snacks. The, yeah, and the food places. That we like. The food places were a little bit trickier. We did mark off the couple from Galaxy's Edge, but those were just new all together. So like counts, but doesn't count towards like other stuff. But yeah, we sort of, we, we stick sort to of what we like with a lot of the same. So the food next stuff. trip, so we're going to have we're to try gonna some different be adventurous and stuff. try some new places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to check off a few more boxes. Exactly. So, so yeah, so that's kind of what we've been up to. And uh, we are glad that you all were gracious enough to let us take a little bit of time off. It would have been pretty hard to record on the vacation. So, uh, so we appreciate your flexibility and, uh, I thank you once again for stopping by Kate's corner. It's the mailbag segment. Yes. I know a lot of you like it. We like it too. So we're going to go ahead and dive in. So we have a question from, um, Nicholas Serbia. Apologies if I did not say that correctly, but, um, Nicholas asks, what is your favorite restaurant in the Seattle Metro area? and favorite for when you are on vacation. And there was like a, you know, a note that it can be for any meal of the day and could be any place, even if it was just a one time visit. Mm. So, so Seattle Metro area. Yeah. So around gonna, here. Okay. Yeah. So even in Northgate. I, I, yeah, we're, cause it's technically Seattle. I mean, it's, it's Seattle on the, on the, um, on like the letters and stuff on the mail. All right. So I'm going to go with for local here. Sure. The watershed is just my hands. It's my favorite yeah. restaurant. And the reason I go back to that every time is number one, you walk in, they know who you are. If you're like just local, you walk in, you feel like family there and their food is delicious. They Food's do great. pizza. Their brunch is my favorite. You do get the same thing every time I know. for brunch. But the Shed Benny. It's because it's your favorite. <laughs> I love a good Benedict. So mm-hmm. the Shed Benny is my go-to. They have great drinks. Yeah. The staff is wonderful. True. So that's my favorite one for local for vacation. My favorite, I'm just going to go ahead and say that my favorite um, restaurant was in Maui on our honeymoon. Oh, and geez, yeah. My favorite one is mama's fish house. Yeah. The food. Incredible. The desserts, the whole thing. Incredible. I can, the ambiance, the service, you can see why they're booked out like months in advance, you know, cause I'm grateful we got in. I'm so glad we got in. That's that, uh, that's that over planning part that comes into play sometimes, but yeah, those are great choices. Um, I think I, for Seattle Metro area, I agree with you that watershed is pretty, pretty great. I really love it. Um, to give maybe another one that's around here, I guess, 
there's, I mean, there's fancy stuff and there's like, you know, everyday kind of stuff. I think one of the other places I really like is uh, Kona Kitchen. Mm -hmm. And Kona Kitchen is over here kind of in the Northgate-ish Maple Leaf area as well. Um, Hawaiian food, really tasty, pretty great. Um, I just, it's a great it's a great all, all everything I get there is always pretty. I great. do have to say that when we came back from Maui, I was like, "So Kona Kitchen." Like it was yeah, like the exactly. day after we got back from. Yeah, we're like, we need a little bit more Hawaii in our lives. Yeah. Um, I, the vacation food or the you know traveling kind of food and stuff. That's a really good point about Mama's Fish House because that place was pretty great, very tasty. Um, we had so much good food we in had Maui. A lot of good food. So much good food in Maui. I think. Um, one of the other places for it to just be kind of like a quick grab and go in and out sort of thing, um, would be this place I went to in Los Angeles when I was visiting my brother one time and it was called egg slut. And it was the, the breakfast sandwiches there. They were so good. So did they have an egg slut in Vegas? Is that they might have, we might have tried to. I think we were going to try to make it there and then we didn't because gotcha. of the situation we found ourselves in with the people we were with. But um, I think overall, yeah, it was tasty. It was really tasty. So I don't know. That's not maybe a, a fancy place or a sit down place, but it's tasty. And that's to me what's really important about food. So thank you, Nicholas, for your question. Um, Steve Olson asks, what was your favorite ride at Disneyland? Michaela, there's a lot of good rides in Disneyland. So it's, many good rides. So okay, in Disneyland and not Cal. Okay, so if it was California Adventure, it's easy for me. What it's would, Midway Mania. Oh, is my true. favorite. You do love Midway Mania. The thing that annoys me, but I'm so happy for her, is that Kate oh. happens to beat me at the Midway Mania game every time. I do, and I don't understand how because I feel like I'm like. <laughs> working so hard to win and she just completely outscores me and that's i'm saying it's fine internally i feel otherwise um that's very true in disneyland one of my favorites is small world mm -hmm. and i i don't know i just love this the music i love being on the boat it's totally my pace of life yeah um it's if it's been hot peaceful. outside it's a great little break to just like mm -hmm. get a little bit of ac going through mm -hmm. small world I really like the Jungle Cruise as well. Mm -hmm. um, Haunted Mansion's actually becoming one of my favorites. You, yeah. Yeah, we went yeah. on that one twice. Yeah. All three of those, actually, we, we went on twice. Yeah. So those that's mine. What about your, yours? Um, if we were going to go with... Okay, so California Adventure. If we're going to go over there, then I'm going to go with Radiator Springs Racers. Mm -hmm. I just think that that ride is so great. Um, it's worth... I mean, it'd, it'd be fine to stand in line for, but I just go single rider when when I go because it's just so much faster. And we actually went single rider for you for the first time you went on it. And we, we just did. happened to be lucky enough to get put in the same car. So that was kind of fun. Kate not, was sitting in front of not me. Not next to each other, but it was pretty cute. Yeah. Um. So I, I was go. worried that my um, magnetic false eyelashes were going to like <laughs> like fly off. So like when Kate came, when we came to a stop at the end, I was like, are my eyelashes still on? <laughs> She's like videotaping me like from the front being like, what do you think? I'm like, are my eyelashes intact? And they um, were. They were still there. Eyelash problems. But I guess. Yeah. No, what about so, Disney? So Disneyland, I mean, Small World, Jungle Cruise, Tiki Room. Those are my classic have to do rides every time i go i really like those a lot um like a lot a lot uh 
I had though. I don't know if it's, I wouldn't maybe say it's a new favorite, but I'll say a, a surprise from this trip for rides. We tried a bunch of rides from like Fantasyland and things like that. Easy ones to kind of check off the list that sometimes have shorter wait times. But we did the Storybook Boat Canal and ride and I had never, I had never done it before. And I was, you know, it's again, it's a little boat ride. It's like slow and whatever, but I was just really impressed with that ride. I had no idea what it would be. And it was like, or how ex extensive it went, like yeah, behind. yeah, where all it yeah travels. Usually, if you stuff. walk by, you're just like, cool, like a giant whale's mouth and a lot of little kids in that line. But I'm like, I actually exactly. enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. So I mean, if you haven't done it, I would say it's a it's a fun one to try for sure. But yeah, I I'm kind of like I'm kind of like classic Disney rides is my favorite ones. So um so yeah, so thank you, Steve. Lovely to hear from you. Um, Rick Judd twenty one says. You just ordered wings at a sports bar and have to pick three different sauces or dry rubs. Which do you choose? Well, I'm definitely like a classics, like buffalo sauce girl, but I have to dip them in a really like a shit ton of ranch um, for me to handle the buffalo sauce. But I like the vibe of how it tastes together anyways. So True. it's fine. True. So like I'll crave basically like ranch <laughs> wings with a little bit of buffalo sauce. <laughs> um, but the watershed actually has a really good Oh, it's the it's like a honey oh it's, it's not honey mustard. Yeah, it's but with sage. Yeah. What is it? It's a yeah, I mean I think it is kind of like a honey, honey mustard, mustard sage, sage wing that's really really good. dope. I always just want to like I never do, but I always just want to be like, can you just bring me like a side of fried sage? I don't know what it is, but I love fried sage. And they, those wings are tasty. Um, that's good. I I could also personally go for like a barbecue wing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm fine with that. Kate loves barbecue um, sauce. So I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. And in terms of dry rubs, I feel like I don't know. I don't know if I really get wings with dry rub. And not like that it would be. I'd be against them. I'm, I'm down to I'm try things. I'm a saucy things, person. But oh, Rick, she, saucy. <laughs> well. <laughs> Secrets revealed here on the PNW showdown episode 22. Yeah, I think I think sauce is just kind of what I think about first. So, but I mean, hey, if you have suggestions, uh, let me know because I'm into I'm into trying stuff. So, thank you, Rick Judd, for that. And that that's wraps our, up our that's mailbag. our mailbag this week. We had a short mailbag, but they're great questions, and I think they're all they're all awesome. All right, so this actually leads us to our closing podcast remarks this yeah. week for episode 22. Thank you all for tuning back in after a few weeks Thank you. off. Yep. We miss you all so much and it feels good to be back recording and providing, you know, great, hopefully great content for you all to totally. keep you updated on your Pacific Northwest sports news for our professional sports teams. Yes. So on that note, Kate, where can they find us on social media? So we're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and you can find us there at PNW Showdown on all of those. Um, more content coming at you. And if you happen to catch this, you know, um, you know, make sure you check out the Twitter. That one's updated the most. Instagram's kind of getting there. Kate's been doing a good job on the Instagram. She's well, doing some fun stories I've, and I've stuff. Got, I've got some stories. You cannot miss out on Kate's stories on on Instagram because they she's getting really good at being like creative with that content. And I have 
no idea how to I, do half of it. I was practicing on my personal page for the for the Disneyland stuff. So I think now that I've learned a few things, I can bring it on over to the PNW showdown. So so definitely go follow our Instagram page if you're not yet. And Kate manages that, and I manage our Twitter page and the now, other stuff. This so. now feels like a lot of pressure. So hopefully I can live up to anybody's you expectations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you, on everybody. that note, on that note, babe. Um, yeah. let's just remind our listeners to please make sure you take care of your heart and mind above all else until next time. Michaela, yeah. Do you think they missed us as much as we miss them? I think that they might have. I mean, if they're still sitting here listening to us right now, don't you think that they just wanted to hear a little bit more, Kate and Michaela? I mean, or is I, that really like egotistical thing? I mean, maybe, but I just, you know, I know we talked about them and thought about them so much while we were gone. We did. It's like family. It's kind of. It was kind of weird to not be together. So, I mean. Hopefully they, hopefully they miss us too. I think they missed us too. Well, now you don't have to miss us as much because we're back and, and we'll be back next week too. So, so don't worry. Stay tuned. We love you, C-Fam. We love you, C-Fam.